0: Welcome to the Coffee with Your Therapist podcast. The podcast where we talk to people in the therapy field about their careers, their work and their music in 20 minutes. This week we talk to Lachlan Scott, CEO of Helplink Mental Health, who, who is based in Galway. Helplink is a social enterprise as well as a charity and provides some very innovative services. For example, the isolation of Irish immigrants abroad led to the establishment of the Irish Abroad Therapy Service, an online service for Irish who have emigrated and it's been going since 2016. We also have an interesting talk about how COVID affected the types of presentations in counselling. For example, Lachlan talks about the effects on young people and later on the effects on couples. Helplink is planning a conference later in the year on their 10th anniversary to discuss how to overcome silos in the mental health sector. To finish up we learn more about Lachlan's interesting past and I was certainly surprised but also his interest in sports. We finally play one of Lachlan's favourite pieces of music and he explains why he likes it. The podcast is sponsored by MindGuard who are bringing artificial intelligence technology to help therapists and their clients. You can get more information at mindguard.com. Enjoy the podcast. Yeah, I was interested to hear what you think of the current issues that are facing yourself, say post-COVID, but also you've got this, you know, really interesting new service uh, for Irish people, maybe not only Irish people abroad, but where there's a common cultural connection. So, mm. you know, what's happening with you, man? We, we, we just heard something very interesting there we'll come back to later about your personal Interest, so <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll come back to that, all <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a while now since I was doing it, but um, yeah, um, the actual the Irish abroad service that we provide, we started that in twenty sixteen actually, um, yeah. and uh, we piloted it in Australia first off, and then uh, we had Irish groups in Canada coming to us and saying, look, we really think that Irish people over here need this service too. So within that one year, um, we opened up then in uh, Canada and uh, Australia um, for the service. And then uh, I think it was a year later, we went global with it. Mm-hmm. So if you're an Irish person with an Irish passport, um, you, uh, you can um, basically get culturally sensitive counselling from home. To help you while you're away, you know,
0: that's a great uh, idea, Lachlan. So, just for anyone listening, I'm talking to Lachlan Scott, who is CEO of Helplink Galway, which is um not for profit therapy service. And, um, no, sorry, uh,
1: no, uh, so it's just it's Helplink Mental Health, um, is the organization. Um, and uh, yeah, we do have offices in Galway and Mayo, but a, a lot of our work takes place online actually. Uh, okay, so, so we're help, available.
0: Um, yeah. no, that's fine. But I was really interested in this, um, as you say, culturally sensitive. It's as most of us know, no matter what our nationality, when we go abroad, it's often for s- some reason, as th- uh, for some reason, it's easier to talk to people with similar backgrounds, sure.
1: Um, and look, you know, uh, this this actually came across, um, we were we actually started off just what we are finding was some of our clients, um, when they were traveling for business, uh, would be in their pocket. Um, so they'd be in their hotel room and they'd be um, having counseling, uh, mm-hmm. continuing their therapeutic journey while away on business and that kind of stuff. And then we started looking at uh, a lot of our board members were very interested in this and uh, um, I'm actually half american my, my my maternal side is american and that kind of stuff so we would have a lot of connections with irish people abroad and we were finding that uh, we were hearing lots of these stories about people that were really suffering um with their mental health but they they didn't feel like if they went to uh, somebody in their adopted country mm-hmm. that they would get them if you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and mm-hmm. there would be a lot of barriers maybe to, to communication, so we started looking to. So we did about a, nine months of research into it, and uh, yeah, there's a huge amount of research out there to show that immigrants have a really tough time in engaging in their doctor country with, with, with when it comes to mental health. Um, so we wanted to we wanted to help with that. It, it really was six free sessions. Um, uh, from our councillors here, um, who do it completely voluntarily. In fact, the whole the whole service of the Irish abroad is not funded by anybody. Okay, we um, uh, we do it all voluntarily from the councillors to the admin staff to myself. Uh, it's all uh, all done voluntarily. We don't get it paid for it at all, um, and uh, that's why because because we wanted to keep it free, we had to do that. Uh, so what we do is actually we're a social enterprise as well as a charity. So we balance that. Um, we balance that with the, some of our services are paid for, um, and then that helps us to keep the lights on and that kind of stuff, like, you know, as I say. Um, but anyways, to, to get back to that, yeah. So the research showed that um, people were, were very unlikely to get um, uh, involved with the local mental health service in their adopted country. And even when they did, there was a lot of communication and cultural barriers, even between Western to Western countries like for example, if you went to a therapist in the states and you started saying, "I had the crack last night," they would <laughs> they would be suddenly, "Oh my god, we've got a we've got drug addiction here as well as um, yeah, whatever yeah, it is yeah. going on for the person." Um, so that, and that happens all across the world, as I said, it doesn't matter if it's a Western country, Eastern, you know, it doesn't, really doesn't matter where you are in the world. There are these cultural nuances that can that can stall uh, the therapeutic um, yeah, intervention. Yeah. You know, so um, we set that up. Um, And so we started fighting it globally. Um, And then in 2019, what we actually saw, actually actually one of the other things as well was that we saw in the last recession, a lot of, uh, when the building uh, industry collapsed, a lot of um, males, Irish males, left the country to go to Australia, to go to Canada, to go to uh, all over the place. Um, And they were working in mines. They were working in really, really tough construction jobs, this kind of stuff. Um, And they weren't really getting... Uh, much support at all. And there was really high suicide rates uh, and uh, drug addiction rates and drinking coming out of this. Um, So we were like, we have to help here too. Um, And then what kind of flipped around 2019 was Irish people started coming home um, from living abroad. Um, But what what was happening then was there was this space of about five, six, seven years where Ireland changed. Completely. Um, mm-hmm. So they were coming home, and it was very hard for them to readjust back into the Irish culture. They were expecting to come back to something that it was six, seven years ago, kind of thing, like you know. So in 2019, we we expanded the service. So now, if you, when you come home, you can have um, uh, six free counselling sessions as well to help you readjust back in.
0: Wow, well, that's to, great. To, to, yeah. No, that's really interesting. I mean, it's a, it's a sort of a testament to your vision and uh, also you know what technology can do. And um, yeah, H- have you noticed post-COVID has there been any change in presentations to you? You know, is it there more? Is there less? What type of presentations are they?
1: Yeah, so we're um, across the board. We're up. Uh, well, last year we were, I think we were up sixty uh, percent on appointments um, on the previous year, um, and this year again we're 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 around fifty percent, uh, just over fifty percent increase again. Now, it presented differently over the past uh, from COVID. Uh, initially, what we did is we actually set up um, the Ar- Ireland's first um, and only at the time, uh, free uh, counselling service for anybody who had lost their job due to the uh, pandemic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we kept that going for about uh, 18 months. Um, and uh, so that in, in, in 2020, that was the big one for people. And then, uh, and all all the kids and and the youth and the young people were quite resilient within that first year. It was twenty twenty one, which was definitely the year of youth seeking support. Yeah, <laughs> a massive increase. A I, I've massive seen
0: increase. that across some um, some other uh, charities I work with uh, in a deafness charity in particular. Where it was the, the comment was it was significant that whatever. Part deafness can tend, can lead to social isolation, mm. but the the addition of COVID really impacted a lot of teenagers. Yes, so it's it seems to be across the board that COVID affected the the, the, whole the time operation. in your life when you're most social. You, you're learning the most social skills. Is that that's what you're saying? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a lot to do with it. Um, for example, my own daughter was in uh, first year um during 2020 uh rain well so september 2020 running into 2021 and it was the same thing there was so much kind of anxiety around everything and uh, they weren't getting the real world experience of what it was like to be in secondary school and it's a huge jump from primary school mentally into secondary school so actually one of the things that we um set up uh, in, in uh, 2020. We had been doing it in schools in person. It was a uh, program called The Voyage which actually supported um, <coughs> the sixth class children in dealing with the transition, the emotional transition in secondary school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we did is we got some, uh, for some funding from the Irish Youth Foundation um, and others and we um, brought The Voyage online so now anybody, um, any, any primary school students, six-class primary school students across Ireland could um Get this kind of support because they get they get logistical support in, in primary school about the yeah. positions but no emotional um support um so uh yeah that's absolutely flying it um, uh, for the past couple of years um and uh yeah we we launched again this year now in fact we launched a different version of it this year where if you're um during the summer if your school for example didn't have it your parent can come online now and buy it for 20 euro and you can do it throughout the summer um, so no matter what, you can still get the support from home. Yeah. Um, so it's, that's the use of technology again, you know, um, and uh, uh, to support mental health is, is huge. But to, to go back to your your other question there about um, patterns and changes and that kind of thing, then what happened after the, the youth, which is still quite high, um, this year what we found is couples. Um, uh, so I think a lot of couples were just, you know, they're trying to be as stoic as possible. they were trying to be there for the kids, there for their each other, and that kind of stuff for the for the past two years. But once things started letting up a bit, mm-hmm. all those strains and all the stuff that they were keeping in has been coming out. Right. So now we 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 cannot um, we we cannot keep uh, not keep but we we cannot get enough counselor, couples counselors yeah. to facilitate the amount of couples that are looking for support right now in this past year. So okay. very interesting changes in patterns, yeah.
0: I know. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you, I think I often think maybe this, maybe the um, so for people abroad, the um, the the help the government health bodies involved in this area are called HJC and TUSLA. But that's but my, my main point is that I often wonder do they monitor this sort of presentation that they can assess, um, you know, where the mood of the country is, where the mood, where people's concerns are. Um, I don't know if, um, I mean, if, if you if you have any insight so. on that. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: And the people themselves, obviously, that changes, and that's changed over the past two years as well as uh, what the people needs, as we've been talking about earlier on. So to be able to adapt so quickly to the needs of the population is very, very hard for both H C and too, as hard for social enterprises and charities like ourselves in the Indian in the NGO sector, because. Um, we have that kind of uh, insight uh, into what's going on. The same as they do, but we're a little bit more agile in, yeah. in how we can manoeuvre. Like For example, when I said earlier on about that free service we set up uh, for counselling people who lost their jobs. Um, we set that up almost straight away in March. Um, and uh, it took, uh, I'd say, the HS3 to their partners probably... When was it? it was probably I think it was July or August that they bought something similar out for people uh, some free counselling for people mm-hmm. um and that's indicative of the whole sector where you've got the the public services that are just huge behemoths that are that are they're, they're trucking along and they're trying to do the best they can within yeah. the constraints that they have, that they have and then you have other organizations like ourselves who are, that one step away, who are able to innovate and 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 be and 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 be able to yet yeah, move really, really quickly from the space to support people where and when they need it. In fact, we're um, we're involved in what's called a co-production group here in uh, in Galway, um, which is looking at the stories of both uh, service users and service providers uh, when it comes to mental health um, and. Uh, we're going to be hosting a conference uh, later on this year in September um, on our 10th anniversary of Applied and Services. Uh, really? All about that thing about co-production and about how service users, their their stories uh, and the stories of the NGOs uh, and the stories of the agency, we they're all inside us right now. We need to pull those together to really create services that are good for everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, no, that's very good. Like the, the insights I'm gaining in the sector is. That's very true. So, yeah, listen, it's always um great to talk to you, Lachlan. You always have innovative ideas and trying out new things. And, you know, it's probably the nature of the beast. So do, what do you do when you're under a bit of stress? Do you ever feel like hitting anyone, Lachlan? Myself? <laughs> <laughs> As we were, are going back to our previous conversation, you, you've gone back to one of your old sports, yeah?
1: Yeah, well, um, I, I started, um, I, I've, I've, through my lifetime, I've been a lot of things. Um, one of them was a doorman for ten years, um, <laughs> and so for that, I needed. Um, is that what arts. you
0: gained your psychological insights? It? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, a little bit of So uh, I always had an interest in martial arts. So I started. Um, I was called Shotokan karate when I was nine. Um, and did that for a few years, and uh, then I uh, did, um, I was also quite an angry, angry young man, um, and what that did for me was it really settled me,
0: mm.
1: uh, it, uh, it gave me confidence, but the right kind of confidence, mm-hmm. if, you, if you get me, uh, on that, it and also, um, uh, yeah, it, I just felt much more structured as, as, as a young man um, when I had this in my life, and then I studied uh, Kung Fu, and I studied Taekwondo as well um so um, the three different martial arts i really enjoyed but then i had a, an accident with my back and i couldn't do it anymore mm-hmm. um and uh but so yeah now 33 years years later i'm, I'm back <laughs> to oh. karate
0: so that actually is, is a brilliant sport Now i did it when i was a teenager but um it, it's um it does require Good deal of fitness and flexibility and discipline. It's yeah, really...
1: yeah, serious discipline. I say I'm a surfer as well, so I'm I, I'm, I'm I am very flexible, anyways, from that. Mm. So I surf and I paddleboard board, and um, so I keep myself fairly fit within that. But actually, the impetus for it was um, I, my daughter wanted to start it. My teenage daughter wanted to start it, um and uh so I was bringing her there to my old sensei, my old coach, and. Uh, I just got that. You know the way you, when you go back to something, and you can
0: just the smells uh, uh, and,
1: the th- and the sights. Uh, uh, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready to go back.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's... But that that's is, what I do
1: for my mental health is... is. It's uh, a great idea.
0: It's a yeah. great idea. Because it's, um. you know, once you're in the... It, well, we're going to talk about music in a second. But, but like I find sport and music, they take your mind somewhere else into a different zone. And you're not worried about the worries you had. You're just doing something for yourself. It's beneficials, you know. I it- found
1: that, um, I found that w- I find that with karate when um, I'm doing what they call katas, which are the forms, um, mm-hmm. so it's a sequence of moves. Um, that's very, very kind of your singular, just th- you're thinking about the moves, that's all you're thinking about. And I also found that with surfing, um, when I would go up what's called out the back, which is at the back of the waves, and, mm-hmm. and I'd sit there and I would just you know, sometimes I wouldn't even try and catch a wave, but just sit there and just watch the ocean. And watch where I was within the ocean. There's a thing called the triangle. As a mm-hmm. surfer, you when you go out the back, you're supposed to um, take two points on land and triangulate yourself, basically like that. Um, so you don't get pulled by rips and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So the only thing you're constantly looking at, or, or not even worrying about, but you're thinking about, is where am I within this rip, and how beautiful is the world that I am in? Um, yeah, and yeah. that just to just be able to shut off um, is just amazing.
0: Well, you're in a great place for waves in Galway. You know, I mean, it's it's incredible. Um, and talking about music, lockdown, any new music, any old music that you you'd like to share with us? Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm
1: a bit of a strange one when it comes to music. uh, uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like for example, I'm going to go to the the Clannad, uh Farewell tour oh, right. uh, in the next while, uh, like so for for a forty five year old guy to be in, into planet is it, it <laughs> was a little bit strange in, in today's world. But I've always been a little bit uh, eclectic with my uh, interest in music. Um, uh, like as, growing up, I used to love opera. I mean, like this is under ten loving opera, yeah. like you know. And uh, that's a difficult. That's
0: and, a yeah. difficult listen. Uh, I mean, I like music, but I've. I mean, there's obviously areas aria, you like, but uh, it's a difficult listen. For me, as an adult, you know.
1: Right. Yeah. No. See, I, I see. I my my day radio is at home is Lyric FM. That's yeah, me too. Like, yeah. You know, um, that and uh, another station now actually that um, came to my attention last year, which is called Freedom FM, which is a uh, nineties and noughties music. And mm-hmm. It's kind of like classic FM, uh, but uh, for the nineties and the noughties, and uh, it just brings me back to my clubbing days. So. <laughs> yeah on a Friday or Saturday night that's what's on in <laughs> the background. Yeah. But I was also a huge um Pink Floyd fan uh, growing up. Massive Attack were another big one for me and then in in previous or uh, in uh, in the past 10 years or so I've kind of gotten more into kind of uh I suppose I don't know what you kind of what you term it but there's Jack Johnson, Ben Howard, um C16, uh all those kind of guys with the guitar and the kind of somewhat folksy surfer type right. element so that that's my current that's, interest
0: yeah. well that's brilliant no I, you've certainly eclectic interest you got the whole gamut there What yeah. what the, would you well, i used to be a dj
1: as well so oh. yeah <laughs> we're
0: gonna have to do another podcast level yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i used to be a house dj um uh yeah, house music was a big thing for me
0: really um, wow and, oh, that's, yeah, that's it that's different again yeah yeah
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and can you work through decks yeah
1: yeah, 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 and the vinyl decks, not the not this this new easy stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, so wh- is there a song you'd like to play out on Lachlan And I uh, really appreciate you you talking about your about Help Link and about um, your own oh, uh, interest. My
1: pleasure. Well, actually, well, I use um, I use a uh, I, I had my own uh, well, not my own. I had a Help Link podcast and radio show for three years and. Uh, One of the intro song was um, uh, Ben Howard's Keep Your Head Up. Um, Mm -hmm. And it always reminds me of just kind of a good way of thinking it. But it brings me joy to hear it. But also there's a lot of kind of lyrics within it that are like literally about, you know, keep your head up. This will get better. Get out there, talk to your folks, talk to your friends, you know, that kind of stuff. And just to see the world, that it is a beautiful space.
0: Yeah yeah, yeah. they're lovely words so anyway look Lachlan thanks for being on the podcast and we'll go out with that always better
2: I spent my time watching the spaces that have grown between us and I cut my mind on second best or the scars that come with the greenness and I gave my eyes to the boredom still the seabed wouldn't let me in and I tried my best to embrace the darkness in which I swim. Now walking back down this mountain, the strength of a turning and tide. Oh, the wind so soft at my skin. Yeah, the sun so hot upon my side. All oh, looking out at this happiness, I search for between the sheets or feeling blind. I realize. All I was searching for was me